0: Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Unders Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to Beastnet. Hey everybody, Mike here for Beastnet and I've got uh, Michael Williamson's with me, also known as Snipe Saunters, um, who's on a, a brief two day hiatus from his, his walk along the Pacific Coast Trail. So we got a couple seconds to talk to him and find out, you know, how it's going so far. So, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I feel, I feel really great. It's uh, uh, been such an enlightening journey so far and, and really, you know, helps me out both mentally and physically. Uh, I've gone through so many changes.
0: Nice. I know you, uh... I saw you pretty much walked out, walked out of your shoes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The... That was my second pair of shoes, and uh, um, uh, they lasted all of 11 days. I got through roughly 180 miles in those 11 days, and uh, those shoes were just completely shot. Uh, so I, in these two, day, two days off, I've um, gotten new shoes and then uh, also picked up a new pair of pants because I was falling out of my pants. Oh, my pants were falling off of me, rather which is good been, yeah yeah i'm down four pant sizes in the last three weeks
0: wow so that you've been it's out there
1: insane
0: how, how long have you been out there
1: uh roughly three weeks of walking okay. um I've, I've taken uh a day or two off here and there uh usually like once a week or so to let my muscles refresh and uh, recover from from the journey i've had uh number of like, blister problems with my feet, um, and that's kind of what's got me laid up here for a couple of days right now. I uh, ended up ripping some skin off my left foot uh, the other day, uh, right before I got into town, before I got to Snoqualmie Pass, and uh, I had to take a few days to recover.
0: All right. So, you're three about three weeks in. How, how much total distance have you gone so far?
1: Well... If you look at technically on the trail, I'm uh, around 260-ish miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, uh, I'm over 300, uh, according to Garmin, because part of that is because of my out and back. Initially, I had to go to Hart's Pass and then walk about 32, 33 miles up to the Canadian border, to then turn around and walk that same 33-ish miles back to Hart's Pass. Uh, and then there's been a little bit of meandering, so I'm uh, definitely over 300 miles at this point, but only like 250, 260 are official miles. I'm over halfway through the state of
0: Washington at this point. Wow. That, that's yeah. that's impressive. I mean, basically 300 miles yeah. in three weeks. Most of yeah. us, not to sound bad, but most of us don't hit that in a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a lot, and even more so than the mileage, uh, this has been some of the roughest terrain that I'll encounter along the way. I've had uh, over 60,000 vertical feet of elevation gains uh, throughout that 300 miles. So uh, that was quite a
0: challenge. I bet. I just.
1: In comparison, oh, I was going to say, like in comparison, the next 250 that I have or so to get through with the rest of Washington.
0: I only have, like, 22,000 vertical feet of gain. Wow. I, I'm impressed. Every time I talk to you about this, I'm impressed. I mean, it's, like I said, I mean, to put it in comparison, most of us don't hit 300 miles in a year. Yeah, a
1: lot of people probably don't. I don't know that I have
0: before. (laughs) You know, and you've hit, you know, basically 300 miles in three weeks. That's, that's 100 miles a week. You know, I mean... I don't know, I I know people who don't drive that much in a week, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's impressive, and and like you said, I mean, you, you walked out of, I mean, you you walked out of a pair of shoes, I mean, you did, in 11 days. Yeah, in just 11 days. Yeah, and we're not talking cheap shoes, these were, I can't remember, I saw the brand, but my brain went dead, but, you know. Ultras. Yeah, they were Ultras, so, I mean, those are, they're made for this, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're pretty durable shoes. I've uh, I've learned some interesting things along the way, too, about the supplies like shoes. Uh, REI, as everybody knows, has, you know, really amazing return policy and, and really work with people, but they kind of go the extra mile uh, when it comes to thru-hikers like myself that are, that are trying to do, like, cross-country treks. Yeah. They, uh, w- when you go to get shipments while you're out here on the road, it's interesting because, like... You, you have two places you can go to pick up shipments, either businesses along the trail that, that try to help out through hikers or uh, post offices. And if you're going to send something to a post office for pickup, you have to put special labeling on there to let them know that this that you're a through hiker, your estimated date that you're going to arrive and all of that. And, and REI totally works with that. And in addition to that, they uh, honor their amazing return policy that way, too. So, uh, by getting my next pair at REI, they're uh, going to be able to do exchanges with me. So, if I walk out of this next pair of shoes in 11 days, they'll send me a new pair to my next resupply and let me return the other ones through mail. I can just drop them in a flat rate box. Oh,
0: well, that's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that that you don't hear of that anymore. And I mean, that's awesome to hear that there's still a company out there that cares about their customers that way i mean it's just it's not the normal way anymore yeah i
1: can't say enough good things about rei they're a fantastic organization
0: they are i i've gotta have to i need to start going to rei more and go back i used to when i was younger that was like one of my favorite them and eddie bauer are my two favorite places to shop but uh uh-huh. now it's just you know there there aren't any close to me anymore so i'm gonna have to find one and start going back to them so Because it sounds like they are a good, good company to go for, you know, because I know they were also one that like in the Black Friday thing is they basically say we'd rather our employees and everybody else have time with their family and go hang out. We're not even going to be open on Black Friday, you know, and that's that to me is huge that they're like, you know, profits are one thing, but we want people to have fun. We don't want people fighting over the best deal. We'll be there on Saturday. You know, it's yeah. Absolutely
1: they're totally a very ethical company that cares not only about their customers but about their employees so it's a wonderful
0: characteristic these days that's awesome like i said you just don't find that very often anymore so so like we said you're you're back for two days right i mean you've been here like you were here you got still calling pass on sunday night and you're here for monday tuesday are you heading back out tomorrow or what's your plan
1: yeah tomorrow morning um i'm Heading back out to Snow climbing Pass, I've got a friend that's going to drive me out there, and uh, then I'll hit the trail. And uh, next stop off will be uh, a quick resupply around. Uh, I think it's pronounced
0: not notches, uh, notches. Yeah, notches. Uh, resupply. That's where I am right now.
1: Oh, okay. Nice, nice. So uh, perhaps later you can give me the lay of the land out there. Uh,
0: well, I'm just I'm on the uh, other side of Natchez I'm in Yakima, but yeah. Oh, okay, but it's, yeah,
1: so that that'll be my my next stop, and uh, probably won't stay there very long. I'm I'm hoping to do about two straight weeks, and then next the next real stop where I'll rest for a couple of days will be in Portland because uh, it'll take me another uh, week or so to get to to Portland from uh, Natchez. Nachi's.
0: Yeah, I will say this is uh, I'm in Yakima today and tomorrow. It is a hundred. It was ninety eight. Today, oh fantastic! And it's supposed to. I know this weekend it's supposed to get up into almost to 110. So,
1: well, I would say extremes in terms of temperatures um, have been um, the norm. Uh, when I started out on the trail at the end of June, uh, I had uh, rain and 40 degree weather at first, that turned into snow and low 30 degree weather. Uh, and then the next week it was in the high 80s as I was exposed up on these high mountain passes. So uh, I've already had some, some extremes of weather uh, thus far, um, but uh, 100 degrees is uh, a little
0: toasty. That is. So uh, I would say make sure to, uh, you know, bring lots of water and hydration. So I definitely will. Yes. Yes. Hydration okay. will be good. It's going to be... And it's, you know, it's Yakima in the summer. I mean, that's why I've always said that, you know, I think, you know, one of the, the Spartan or terrain race or somebody, they need to have a Washington race in Yakima in the summer just to see all the people that are going to show up thinking, oh, it's Washington, it'll be nice and green. And then they show up to the desert and they're like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: the desert is a whole other animal. I'm, uh... And uh, when I get into the thick of it here in a few months, I'll be in because I'll be in the Mojave in just a few months. Um, that is, I'm sure, going to present a whole new level
0: of challenge. Yeah, that's going to be one of those ones. What do they say? Pretty much travel during night at night and sleep during the day.
1: Yeah, most people carry an umbrella with them all day long just to like block the sun and stay shaded.
0: Yeah, and uh, I could, yeah, I could see that as being a good thing. That'd be about the only time I think I would own an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, they're not uh, very convenient most of the
0: time. Yeah. No, that's, it always cracks me up. I see people all the time. It's like every time you see a, a show about Seattle and they see a bunch of people walking around with umbrellas, you're like, tourists, those are real Seattleites. Real Seattle yep. people don't own umbrellas because we're just used to it. <laughs> right,
1: yeah, we have raincoats yep. or, uh, you know, it, it just piddles rain slightly, yeah. so we just deal with it.
0: Pretty much, yeah. so so you've got a lot ahead of you. I mean, you've got the, like you said, you've got a couple of weeks, and then you'll probably be in Portland. Um, so, do you have a few cities along the way like that that you're planning on where you're just going to take a couple of days every when you hit them just to kind of, you know, recharge the batteries yeah. and make sure that you're you're physically doing okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, I don't have uh, an official timeline, but right now the plan looks like. I'm going to uh, stop off in Portland and spend a day or two uh, and hang out with friends and recover. And then after that, I'll make my way down and the next stop will be Crater Lake because that's just a beautiful place. And who wouldn't love just to camp out along Crater Lake and relax on the lake for for a bit. Uh, Then I'll make my way down to Shasta. And -hmm. I've got a friend from high school there that I'm going to meet up with and, and probably do another event there, uh, just like Portland and Seattle. Um, and then from there, I don't necessarily have a definitive plan, but in, undoubtedly somewhere in Southern California there will be another stop off and uh, a little, like, meet and greet and drinks for, for people that are around in the area.
0: That's awesome. So I know you've got different ways for people to follow you. Yeah. Um what ways do you have? I know you've got the Facebook page, but that's only updated every every once in a while. And then you have the YouTube channel. And was yeah, is I got
1: the YouTube channel, but I'm trying to uh, publish videos to about once a week mm-hmm. or once every two weeks. Uh, my second video will be should be going live tonight, and uh, then uh, Facebook. Uh, gets updated periodically as I'm, as I'm in town. So I'd, I'd say the main outlet that I'm using right now is, uh, is YouTube. I've got a bunch of content to update to Instagram, uh, but I haven't been able to uh, get that done fully yet uh, with all the time it takes to make sure all of your photos are tagged properly and, yeah. and all of that. So that's a little bit more of a, a work in, in progress. The, the main outlet is going to be the YouTube channel where I'm, I'm documenting the journey along the way. And uh, I would say there's probably going to be about a two-week lag until my next video after this one gets published tonight. So you know, people should keep an eye out for that. There's there's lots of good content. And I'm, I'm learning bits and pieces here and there about how I how I should be making those updates or uh, how I can publish better content there. But yeah. uh, I do... I do really hope that like, if people watch those videos and they enjoy them or if, they, see, or if they have questions or hope to see other content from me, i totally love to hear people's feedback and comments on, on what kind of information or what kinds of things they'd like to see from me in my future updates. I, I, I would love to have that interactivity with my audience.
0: That's awesome. And what is the YouTube channel?
1: Uh, it's just listed under Snipe Saunters.
0: You search for Snipe Saunters on there, you'll, you'll be able to find it. Okay, and Snipe's
1: spelled S-N-Y-P-E? Yep, S-N-Y-P-E, and then Saunters is S-A-U-N-T-E-R-S.
0: Perfect. All right, cool. So, yeah, I, I, that'd be awesome to be able to get people content. Now, in that content, I mean, is there any, have you met any, like, characters on the on the trail? Any, you know, really cool people? Any, like, crazy people? Anything like that? I mean... Because I know there's more than it's you. I know this is something that other people do, and I, I just wasn't sure if, you know, you'd met anybody out there yet.
1: I've met tons of amazing individuals. There's so many, so many wonderful people, and even more so, there's there's many wonderful human beings out there that are, are helping to uh, support people who are on on this type of a journey. Uh, in my first 60 miles, I met a guy who, who goes by the name of Broken Toe.
0: Uh, (laughs) that's awesome that's
1: his trail name from uh, I think the first time he did a through hike he was on I think it was the Appalachian Trail and uh, he started the trail with a broken toe and picked up that name but uh, he's a wonderful human he uh, he actually he works as a a contractor um, and uh, travels around the country kind of living out of a van that he's renovated himself into A living quarters except you know with significantly better gas mileage than your typical rv um and then seasonally he comes out to trailheads and helps people that are uh attempting journeys like this and it's just totally all about just trying to help people it's really wonderful and then met some other folks that live in uh uh, out near stevens pass Mm -hmm. area who uh they're they're child had hiked uh the Pacific crest trail about 30 years ago or so and they've turned their their garage into like a hostel for people to stay and i was able to relax there for a few days and they just they were amazing they just totally get joy in in their lives from helping people do this you could see the the joy on their faces you know we were sharing our stories and talking about things it was just just uh, some really amazing people out there that are helping to support the hikers, and then the people that are out on the trail. I, I find that you know I'm not the only one with this type of a story, where you know, they're trying to get away from uh, an, an unhealthy environment in, in their daily lives. Uh, it seems like you know there, there's a number of people that are on this similar pilgrimage that I'm on with a similar mindset.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, it sounds like those people, they would be, sounds like that's a podcast that I'd love to hear is just have those guys that, you know, you said that uh, have their people just come and stay there or that, you know, a kind of a hostel is I think they just need to set up a recording and listen to people talk. I mean, that would be amazing to hear all the stories of people on the trail. I mean, that's, that sounds awesome. I mean, just hearing your story, but to hear everybody. And I mean, it's, it's amazing to hear there's a community of it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really amazing to see this community and see how supportive it is and uh, just how many fantastic humans there are out there that just, you know, really thrive on helping others. It's the, that, that compassion and empathy for, for other people is...
0: It's amazing. It's, it's really, really, truly amazing. It sounds like it. I mean, it's... Because it's one of those things, I mean, honestly, until, you know, you were talking about doing this, I... I mean, I guess I'd heard of it before, but you never thought about it. You know, you'd heard about people that just go out there and they go hiking, like, you know, like backpacking across the, you know, the, across Europe. And it's like, but never like this, you know, just, I'm going to yeah, go... a lot
1: of times it's people going in, like, buses around Europe or yeah. something or trains and they're living out of a backpack, but not actually, like, literally living from their backpack.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a completely different a new thing a different thing and I love it I mean it's amazing I mean to hear the stories to hear you know the people you're meeting you know the fact that you know 11 days and you wore out a pair of shoes I mean that's you know a pair of ultras of all things I mean that's amazing oh yeah
1: yeah it, it is it is pretty amazing I, I've definitely um, learned a lot more about my limits and you know the uh, yeah, along those lines too the big thing that I've uh, that I found you know is, is, is the, the real struggles out there are not the physical ones the real struggles out there are are all the mental struggles that that's what makes this truly life-changing and challenging
0: yeah and it is and I mean I could see that as I mean it's I could see how easy it would be to give up yeah.
1: I've had a few of those moments where I was feeling weak, like I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can do this. But um, the beautiful thing is, I can't quit when I'm 50 miles from nowhere. And by the time I get to somewhere, I'm my mind's fixed itself again. Yeah. Uh, I, I, some days do get to be quite the struggle. It's, it's um, uh, you know, you, you probably hear a lot in Spartan racing and. Or, Training and things like that—that that you need to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And in my in my opinion, at this particular moment, that is really the biggest lesson that this trail is teaching me is, is how to be comfortable while being uncomfortable. And and a lot of that kind of just starts with learning to like yourself more. And that's something I I think. You know, I never really thought it was a problem that I had, but this trail has taught me that it is something I need to overcome, and I need to work on within
0: myself. Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, I think that's a problem that a lot of us have is, you know, I mean, it's really hard to, to do something like that, and to do, to like other people if you don't like yourself. And... Yeah, absolutely. You know, spending as much time as you are by yourself, I mean, you pretty much... You, you're going to have to start liking yourself soon. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the fast track to, to like myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is good. I mean, yeah. it's good. I mean, it's a healthy... It's really healthy for someone to like themselves. And a lot of times, the only way to really get to that point is, you know, isolation. And... I mean when you're out on that trail I'm sure there's plenty of times that you're I mean you know you said that you meet cool people along the way but I'm sure there's how you know what's the longest you've gone without seeing somebody?
1: Uh probably about 36 hours Yeah without seeing a single person and then there's I'll go days at a time where I might see someone in passing um and then that's it um so there is a lot of solitude out there and even more so uh, what I found out there is um, most people that make an attempt at something like this yeah. are relatively introverted individuals I'm one of the few extroverts out there and so um, it's it's interesting when I run into folks because most people aren't necessarily very chatty uh, or, or um, providing that sense of community. I would say, yeah, uh, because they that's just not their personality type. So I would say that's been another interesting challenge for me as being uh, in this environment as one of the few extroverts
0: out there. Yeah. I could see that as being challenging. Now, do you do you have a way of like writing down your or recording your your thoughts while you're out there? Are you like writing them down or or you know so recording them? I, or? I have uh,
1: paper and pen to, to jot down my thoughts, and I intend to do more going forward. But thus far, what things have been like is you know, I wake up in the morning, I go through my basic morning routine uh, and then spend 45 minutes getting camped together, have my morning tea, brush my teeth, do all of that, and then I basically walk all day. Yeah. And then at the end of the day when I get to wherever my, my body is, is exhausted, or wherever I'm at when my body is depleted and exhausted, I'm just relatively drained because yeah. my as so out of shape getting started into this and um, so unaccustomed to this level of, uh, of energy expenditure that uh, I was I pretty much go to bed as soon as I uh, set up camp and then the next morning start all over. But now yeah. that I'm getting more accustomed to it, I'm going to try to uh, write down and document more of my thoughts more thoroughly, up until now, I've just mostly been. Whenever I have an interesting thought or a deep thought, I pull out my camera and then record it and, and use that with the videos that I'm publishing, so that I've got okay. some sort of record of what I'm going through and what it what life feels like.
0: Yeah, and I know that I've you know, I was just thinking of that because doing comedy. I have so many times that in my brain, I, hear, I think of a great joke or a great thought to write down and then 10 minutes later, I'm like, what was that again? So, you know, yeah. I have a habit I of, a few yeah, times. I have a habit of now I use my, uh, my iPhone has the voice memo and I'll just mm-hmm. pop it on real quick and like, just say something real quick into it just to, I can go back later and go, oh yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking about. But, you know.
1: Yeah, a lot of times I've done similar stuff to that except it's more with the, the video recorder or sometimes what'll happen is I'll have one of those thoughts and then my mind will just kind of process yeah. and think through you know, what's the best way to convey this and, and how, what's the best way to apply this to my life and how, how might others benefit from this and then I... Um, We'll do the video then. At that
0: point in time, after I've kind of uh, processed, yeah, thought about, it. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I know before I had my iPhone, I had a little voice recorder that I carried around that was, you know, did the same thing that worked on batteries. So I didn't know if you had something like that where you could just talk into or something. But because yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I could
1: probably try to use the memo on my phone more, um, similar to what you're doing. That that could be quite helpful, especially if. I've got a thought, but I've also got things going on, and I don't want to to
0: lose my my place or track of it. Yeah, I lose your momentum, and because I know how it gets. I mean, when I mean not, I'm nowhere near doing what you're doing, but doing like Spartan races and stuff. That you know, once you kind of get a momentum going with your feet, you're like, okay, I just need to keep this going. Because if I stop, I ain't gonna continue anymore. So <laughs> yeah,
1: stuff starts tightening
0: up. And yep, it gets gets more rough. Yeah. Because I mean, that's one thing a lot of people, I don't know if they realize. I mean, you were, when you started this, you were what, 270? 260. 260. So you're about the same size I am now. Or you were about the same size I am now. And you're dropped four-pants size since then. So, yeah I mean, three weeks. I'm down, yeah. I'm down close to, I lost a little bit before officially
1: starting the trail, but uh, I'm close to like 200, 210
0: now. Wow. That's a massive weight loss.
1: Yeah. It was... It's been crazy. Um, it has been really, really crazy. I I feel like my body's bouncing into it, uh, bouncing uh, back from it, I guess, um, pretty well, though I'm uh, trying to make sure I've got all the right nutrition in me to uh, not be unhealthy, even though I am going through this dramatic weight loss.
0: Yeah. So that's... Uh, helped me to keep my energy up and now that I've lost enough weight to make up for the pack that's on my back that's, that's helping some too. My back. So, and I mean it's, like I said, I just applaud you for even, even attempting this. I mean, it's, as far as you've gone is amazing. And the fact that it's only, it's not even a quarter of the way, is it? No, I'm a tenth. About a tenth of the way. I'm a,
1: a tenth of the way um, and, uh, but, it is the hardest 10th of the way. And uh, as I keep going and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, uh, it's going to get quicker and easier. And whereas I'm only, you know, doing 100 miles a week now, uh, I'll easily be up to 150 or more uh, before too much longer. Yeah. uh, Especially once I
0: hit Oregon. Yeah, because like you said, this is the, the most up and down, and then once you hit Oregon and stuff, it'll be you will starting to flatten it out a little bit more and you're also gonna be yeah. you know, you're sixty pounds lighter than you were when you started. So I mean you've also got that yeah. part of, you know, you've got less weight that you're hauling around and uh, I'm sure your and body my muscles is are now yeah. more trained. Your yeah. your muscles are trained for it, your body's getting in better shape. It's it's a dramatic weight loss, but at the same time it's as long as you continue, I think it's a it's a a weight loss that you can retain. It's not going to be like the the mm-hmm. you see the people that suddenly drop 50 pounds in a month and a half, and you know that there's no way they can they can sustain that. You know, kind of you know workout or sustain oh, yeah. that weight loss. But you've got you know you've got another what three months three four months out there you know and i think it'll kind of yeah. level out eventually
1: oh yeah most definitely i don't expect that this dramatic rate of weight loss will continue much past august now uh, I, I think that it, it's going to start leveling out although you know, one thing i am doing to help myself um, do this in a healthy manner and also um to maintain the, the, the weight even after this is done is I've, I've really revamped the entire way that I eat um, to be a lot more uh, health-minded. Which is good. Even though you know, most people that are doing similar things actually eat an extremely unhealthy diet, I've actually maintained a really healthy one through it all.
0: Which is good. I so mean, that's... Far yeah (laughs) so far hopefully you continue that way i mean that's kind of the one thing that i think will be the best part about this i mean if you're able to do this in the healthy a healthy way and get it done and set healthy habits for yourself along the way i think that'll be awesome you know and i think you're going to come out of this i mean no matter what you're going to come out of this a different person than you went into it most
1: definitely it's already it's already changed me uh, and I know that the transformation not complete yet.
0: Which is good. That is really good. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. And we're back. Oh, so is this something, do you think this is going to be a one-time thing for you or do you think this is something you might do again? Or is it too too early to tell?
1: I would say it's it's maybe too early to tell. Um, At this point in time, you know, I've just gone through all the rough stuff and I've gone through a lot of the mental mind game of the ups and the downs while I'm out there. The fear factor of, you know, what happens when I encounter my first bear all alone and, yeah. and all of those things. And I've gotten through those anxieties that were were barriers. And so now, as I learn to thrive out there more, I expect my mentality towards this type of thing to evolve from where even it once was. I know I'm happiest in the mountains. And, and I like being out there. Um, but I don't know if I would do another massive through hike like this in the future or, or not. I, I think um that all kind of depends on my mental state towards it all at the end. Now what I would say though is uh people who, who know me know I have a bit of an adventurous spirit. I I thrive on having Um, adventures and experiences that are unique and uh, help me to grow as a person and undoubtedly I will find myself on other similar adventures in the future. I just don't know whether that would be another through hike or not. I would say that the idea of a through hike through some place like the Continental Divide Trail, uh, which is uh, a little more rugged than the the PCT is or are a little less refined than the PCT is. Yeah. Uh, And it's a bit longer. It's a bit over 3,000 miles. That does sound appealing, uh, but I don't know how
0: I'm going to feel when I'm done. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, its I know it's one of those things that you, you read stories and you hear people who do this and then suddenly decide that this is what their lifestyle is now. And you hear people, some people that do it and are like, Cool, I did it. I can say I did it. Peace out. I'm on to something else. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things. Say, yeah.
1: I would say after kind of meeting some people out here and, and learning more of people's stories and stuff, I think one thing that I've... Uh, is an idea that I've, I've uh, attached myself to is this idea of perhaps going forward in life... I will look more towards working for four to five years at a time and then taking a year off to kind of recover from the corporate world and recover from ordinary life and and having elaborate adventures like this. Yeah. Uh, I think that 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 is something that, you know, I've discovered through talking with other people that seems like a very appealing lifestyle uh, going into the future.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you get... If, it's, if you can find a job that you can manage to do that in, and I mean, I know you you could probably be able to do that in a way that, you know, not everyone has that ability, I think, but it sounds awesome. I mean, to be able to just take that year and go do a great adventure. And I, I think that's one thing a lot of people forget is you work to live. Not the, not the other way around and that was my thing when I decided to switch jobs was I'd gotten to a point where I was living to work I wasn't yeah, you know absolutely. I wasn't working to live anymore and it was it wasn't about you know making enough money f- for my lifestyle or anything like that because I didn't have time for a lifestyle you know I did the Spartan races and stuff like that but other than that I didn't have time for anything else because I was working so much and that's when I finally yeah, said absolutely. you know I might take a pay cut but I'm done you know, I, I need yeah. to be able to have a life again. Yeah,
1: and some people, uh, you know, maybe this is you too, is that, like, some people are able to find their place, their purpose, their their reason for waking up every morning is the, the job that they're doing. And, and some people find those things. And, you know, if I were to find my purpose for being through whatever work I was doing at the time... Uh, you know, I, I probably would have a different mentality towards it. And some people yeah. do find that, it's, and it's, it's wonderful when they do. Um, but for a lot of people, they're they're working throughout the week and just waiting for those two magical days that yep. they get to themselves. And, um, you know, if, if I find myself in a position like that again, I um, don't want to subject myself to that. And, you know, sometimes you could be in a place where you don't find a lot of Time for yourself, but you get fulfillment for the short term, and a few years later, you start to get bored and antsy, and and need to do something different. And you know that that, there's where the year off would come in. So I want to make sure I do things right in my life to position myself to have that flexibility, to position myself to to live the kind of life I want to live.
0: And and that's awesome, and that's kind of that is kind of what I did. I went from a job where I was working, you know. Massive hours. I mean, I had Saturday and Sunday, but even then, I didn't really have Saturday and Sunday to myself. I was just those were the days I didn't actually go to the office. But now I'm in a job where I'm teaching. I'm a safe. I'm making sure people are safe. I'm doing something that means something to me, you know. And and that's you know that was the change I needed.
1: Meaning and that's empowering. Yeah, it's really empowering. it It can change your life
0: yeah and that was the change that I needed you know I can finally do the stuff that I want to do and work to me no longer is a drain on my like soul (laughs) you know now it's I I feel like I'm helping people and that I enjoy that so I mean I I think it's great to be able to get that that break you know and some of us it's a break of just switching to a different job that's you know different and others it may be a year off and going on a 3,000 mile hike across the country (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yikes finding myself
0: finding yourself finding yourself by getting lost (laughs) right Um,
1: just hopefully not finding as many
0: bears have you speaking of that have you ran into any
1: yeah I've had one bear encounter so far I was about seven and a quarter miles south of Stahecan if you know where that is no. It's on the northern tip of Lake Chelan, for anyone that doesn't know. And uh, I was going through a piece of the trail that was very overgrown. So it almost felt like bushwhacking to an extent. But you could still kind of see the trail if you looked down at the ground and, you know, you really paid attention. But as I was coming up the trail, I heard some rustling up on the trail ahead of me. And. I knew some other hikers were out ahead of me because uh, there were a few faster folks that were on the trail that day. Yeah. And I was just a little nervous by the level of noise being made in the bushes. Yeah. So I whistled <laughs> uh, a few times, and out popped this big brown bear. Now, it was the color brown. It was probably, in all actuality, technically a black bear. Yeah. Uh, I was... More shocked than anything else, and uh, didn't take the time to figure out if it had a hump on its back or not to know if it was a, a true grizzly because they do have a couple of those in northern Washington, um, but uh, there's there's not a whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know if I would so, take the time to to really examine it either. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's kind of a shocking moment when one pops out and then you just kind of like your heart sinks for a minute. You, you stop everything that you're doing and listen because you wanna know like, have I sparked this thing's curiosity? Is it going to come back and bother me? And at first it sounded like it was uh, relatively close still and might be checking me out out of curiosity then I started making some more grumpy sounding noises and grunting and uh, I heard it eventually uh, moving through brush further and further away at which point I, I figured it was safe to proceed forward some and and uh, did
0: see I, I my my worry would have been more of is it alone <laughs> 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 that's that's my biggest worry I see something are yeah.
1: Unless you happen to find one with cubs, but yeah,
0: if you I find one with cubs, that that's your your deep deep doo doo. I
1: think uh, we're maybe a little bit early for that, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't know um, what their their spawn cycle is like for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know about that one. I mean, I grew up where I grew up. I grew up out in the sticks, really, and I ran into black bears. When we were out in the woods, playing around when we were kids, but most of the time it was one of those, like you saw it from a little bit of a distance, um, but that was about it. I mean, the, the closest I've been to one was when I lived in Renton, there was one in my backyard and it was one of those, like, I, I went outside, this was when I was still a smoker and I went out to have a cigarette and I walked out to the porch and both of my dogs are sitting up on the porch with their backs, like up against the door, like just shaking. And I'm Ah. like, what's wrong with you two? And that's when I like look up and look in the backyard and about 15 feet away, there's a black bear. And I'm like, cool, you guys need to go in the house now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet that would have freaked them out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've I've run into them before too, but never when I was completely alone. And never uh, when they were just like right in the middle of the trail. It's usually in the past and when they are off trail somewhere doing their own thing. And we both go on about our own
0: business not where you know I have to scare it off and, and deal with that yeah and I could see that as being a, an interesting one I've yeah I've never had to yeah I don't know how I would deal if I was up there hiking by myself out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden there was a big bear that the color is just brown but I'm like he could be a black bear I really don't want to know you know kind of yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah
1: I don't want to get close enough to pet it Uh, but it was, yeah, it was probably 30 feet in front of me, roughly, maybe, yeah, probably about 30 feet, and I saw it plain as day when it jumped out of the bush, and, uh, it definitely spooked me.
0: Oh, I bet. Wow. So, have you seen any other, any other types, any other animals?
1: Uh, mostly just some deer. Uh, some other folks... I ran into the other day said they saw um, some elk and, and heard a bull elk calling, but I haven't run into any elk yet. And then, of course, we've got tons of marmots up here. I never realized quite how loud a marmot's whistle was until I was in this, it was kind of like this cliff side or ridge side along this big valley. And these marmots were just whistling loud. It sounded like one of those emergency whistles going off. Yeah. And it kind of freaked me out at first. I started looking around, like, wondering, is somebody in trouble? Did somebody fall down this this hill or or whatnot? Um, But luckily, uh, no one was was injured or hurt. Um, Although, uh, that's another thing that I've encountered on the trail. Uh, since being out there too, is, is uh, people who have gotten injured and hurt, or needed search and rescue to come out and find them, and uh, that was that's been pretty interesting too to, to see and hear those stories.
0: Wow, yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, you carry yeah. a first aid kit and everything with you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a I have a first aid kit, and then I've got uh, a, a GPS SOS thing that I can call for help if I if I run into trouble yeah. uh, out there. Which is good. Uh, one one spot that I was at in uh, near a place called uh, Micah Lake, I believe is the name of it, mm-hmm. in uh, the Glacier Peaks Wilderness. I, I I saw I went through this uh, or up this uh, pass one day, and I was thinking, wow, this the snow and and such is pretty sketchy. There were some big drop offs where you could slide down and fall hundreds of feet. And uh, when I got to town, I found a video that just the day before I was there, just one day before I was there, a gal slid down that hill and broke her ankle and they had to come in and evacuate her uh, via helicopter. And uh, thankful that nothing like that's happened to me so far, but it was just shocking to know that that happened the day before I was there.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And to think that all she did was break her ankle is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's much worse things that, that could happen Yeah. Out, out there with as steep as some of those
0: drop-offs are. Oh, I bet. That's crazy. Wow. So, tomorrow you're heading back out there. You're starting in Snoqualmie yep. Pass, and then you're going up and over the hill to Natchez. Yep, yeah. It go right up the ski lift, basically, in Snoqualmie
1: Pass, and then keep heading south. Uh, through Rainier and I believe it's called the Goat Rocks Wilderness and
0: then, uh, to, uh, Natchez. Yeah. And then, uh, from there I'll uh, head back out and, uh, the next stop off will be Cascade Locks on the Washington and Oregon border. Nice. So on, when you're doing this, when you stop, you just have like a little one man tent that you, you put up every night and sleep in?
1: Oh no way! I have a luxury two-man tent. So luxury I've got two-man. Moving room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, double vestibules on one side. I I uh, put my pack each night, and then the other side is my exit when I want to get in and out of my tent. That's uh, which kind of I guess leads into another interesting thing that I've learned out there is I've really learned the value of being organized and having a methodical process. Yeah. to go through every day because I have to keep everything so well organized with my pack and so well situated so that I don't have to dig around and find the things that I need throughout the day and waste a bunch of time with that. And uh, I also need being able to set up and take down camp to be uh, easy and, and a simplified process each night. So um, that's um, uh, really helpful like, having this, this extra big tent, because it allows me to repack my suitcase uh, every morning much more easily and, and keep my stuff organized.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, is there there any... We, we're about an hour, so... Is there anything that you'd want to tell the listeners in closing? Anything, any thoughts that you had? Well, I think that
1: the one thing... I would encourage everybody to do is you know what you don't necessarily have to go on some major trip like this or or do something like this to to discover this but I think the lesson and the the, the value that I'm starting to to get from this all is just learning to love myself and be comfortable with myself and and just be me and be happy as myself and and I think that you know there's a lot of people out there that maybe don't know or don't feel like they have the time for that and I think that that people should should really consider making sure they're they're taking care of themselves and putting themselves first and and that they're happy as individuals I think that the, the joy that this is bringing to my life and the level of empathy and understanding and whatnot just for even my fellow humans out there um, it's amazing what you find once you start seeking out the happiness in yourself and seeking out how to to love yourself first and and I would really say like so incredibly important and I I would have never understood or even known where to begin had I not have started this And, and I think it's something that could bring a lot of people value in their lives
0: yeah that's awesome so basically what you're saying is find something you love and do it.
1: Yeah, and find how to love yourself and do that. And if you don't know if you love yourself or it's even a question, spend some time thinking about
0: it. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, we're, th- all,
1: we're all worth the effort.
0: Yes, we are more than worth the effort. So. All right. Well, thank you for for being with me on the podcast again. Um, I look yeah, forward to. Thanks for having me. Look forward to your YouTube to see how you're doing and maybe chatting with you again here in a you know, a little bit when you you get time again, let me know and maybe we could have another Definitely. update episode and go from there. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike. Perfect. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you, Michael. Hey, All right. Take care. Yep. Matt Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by Beast O C R. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.